Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Pancakes on Sunday. Heyo. This is one of your hosts, Joe. I'm going to lead the show today. Yeah. But we have two of our other hosts today. We have Corey and Chelsea with us. We're going to do a little special episode that I like to call Love Stacks. <laughs> love Stacks. Love Stacks. <laughs> um, I guess we're just going to kind of get into Corey. I've known Corey and Chelsea for... I, I don't even want to count back the years. It's, <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. And, but they've, I've only known them together. Well, I knew Chelsea before that. Right. We'll get into that. But, I mean, I've only really I've only known you together. And you've been together, you said, coming up eight years. Eight years. July 30th. Yep. Will officially be eight years. <laughs> we technically got together at the end of June. But. So, yeah, we're just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to them and we're going to delve into their... I'm not going to say love life, because we're not going that deep. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> nah. uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it's something's obviously worked for this long, so let's, uh, let's delve right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with Chelsea, because okay. I've known Chelsea since high school. I peeked over her shoulder in math tests so I could pass. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson, if you're listening, please forgive him. <laughs> I had no idea. But it was enough to pass, so yeah, math's not my strong suit. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, yeah, go for it, Chelsea. Alright, so a little bit about me. I'm 30 years old. Um, born and raised in... Uh, essentially Bedford, Ohio is where I was born, but born and raised in Newberry, Ohio. When did you move to Newberry? I've, I lived in the house in Little Punderson since I was born. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. New- Newberry. Newberry, <laughs> yeah. Can't take the Newberry out of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I lived in that house for 18 years and then we moved over to Fairmount for, for a, for a long while, um. And my parents actually just moved from there to another city or town or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, born and raised in Newberry, um, you know, graduating class of 46 people. So <laughs> You had one more than we did. <laughs> one more, right. Um, I'm not really sure the length of the backstory, but I'll, I guess I'll point out important factors I think there are about myself. And then you can let me know if there's anything okay. you want to know. Um kind of talking about school I graduated salutatorian of my class you know that's that's one under valedictorian yes that's second second place Chelsea that's second place if you you don't if you don't win you lose (laughs) or no if you're not first you're last if you don't win you lose yeah I mean yeah I I think that's true yeah 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 Uh, you know you know how it goes So, anywho, then, um, I went to Hiram for my undergrad, uh, and I also, then I went to Cleveland State for my master's degree, and I'm a therapist now. I've been doing that for, I've been in the field for six or seven years now, um, working as a case manager, working with the homeless. Um, now I'm a mental health counselor uh, doing work with sex offenders and people who have drug and alcohol related issues. and. Uh, just regular mental health illnesses uh, or mental health concerns as well um, and I appreciate I appreciate everything there is about therapy um, another thing that I was going to say was I don't know 
that's about it for me. I guess well, as far as my education goes, I'm very proud of my education. I mean, I that's, that's really a hard for what I did. Yeah, I worked really hard. Oh, I guess another important aspect, since we're kind of going into the relationship aspect of things, um, is that you know I've I've been in shitty relationships. I've been in relationships with people who did not treat me kindly, um, and so I I had a lot of I had body image issues because of that. I had. Uh, depression and significant severe anxiety because of that and I can't say just because of that you know there were other dynamic risk but factors it was a big factor I mean, it was it, I'm it sure was. You're, if you're with somebody if you're in a relationship you're with somebody every day yeah. if not I mean maybe every other day depending sure. on when it is or what it is but yeah. I mean yeah I mean something that you see in your daily life that does take a factor on you mm-hmm. so yeah understandable yeah. totally totally right on the head there um, so in college, when I was an undergrad, um, I was seeking out any sort of validation. I really was. I was um, trying to be in any relationship and any regard in where somebody made me feel good about something that I did, um, you know, in, in good ways and bad. So I look back on that, and it kind of led me down a path of doing things that I wasn't proud of, and I'm okay with that, right? I've healed, and I, or I'm, con- I'm continuing to heal. Um, and I find that that's huge, plays a huge role in Corey and I's relationship. And as we talk about that, I feel like that'll come to light today. Um, but ultimately, that's how I met Corey. But we'll get into that. Uh, you know, getting on uh, online dating and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> but before we get there, let's. Sure. Let's hear where Corey. Oh, let's hear the story, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, as best as you can do. Yeah, there's a lot in my uh, origin and backstory. Um, I guess to kind of summarize, I was a uh, Navy brat growing up in school. And my mom, uh, I had a lot of brothers. Um, My mom had several past relationships. So basically, I moved around a lot. I lived in, I want to say, close to 20 states, just under or just over, Um, you know, pretty much all the east coast um i was born here in ohio i was actually born at giaga hospital um in clarendon and um Chardon. it's technically whatever clarendon, clarendon. Oh, okay. it's clarendon on my birth certificate <laughs> we don't have we can't forget to bring up aunt dale we have to bring that up oh yeah i was going to right, right, whoa, right. Whoa, whoa. you're giving a lot more backstory than i did and i feel like i should you know tell a little bit more about my family too i just kind of jumped into college well i mean you can go if you'd like all right can i can i share again sure. okay so uh I i'm also... leaving it all in <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving it all in for you guys um so i also so i kind of just jumped to college there um but and i like i said i hold pride in my education so uh, I, I was born and raised in Newberry to my mom and dad, Lori and Forrest, and my brother, Noah, my sister, Cheyenne. We, Noah's um, been on the show. That's a past episode. Yeah, Noah Therapy has been number on. one. <laughs> Go cakes. back and listen to that. Yeah, dude. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, very proud of my brother for that, you know, so, sober. 
uh, practicing sobriety, I guess, because he's recently relapsed and, and whatnot, or lapsed and whatnot, so proud of him. My sister, very proud of her. She just graduated nursing school, and then she took her NCLEX about two weeks ago, and she's an official RN. That's a for upcoming episode. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mom and Dad were, you know, we had our trials and tribulations as a family. There were times where we couldn't rub two pennies together. And that's okay. We found, my parents always found a way to keep food on the table, to keep a roof over our heads. Um, my mom always sharing whatever kind of love she had left, whatever emotional real estate she had left, she gave to us kids. Um, and we all grew up really close. Uh, I was, you know, Noah and I are Irish twins. So I was born two weeks before he turned one. Um, I hung out with him and his friends. And then my sister kind of tagged along when I got a little older and, and so, uh, I guess that's a little backstory on my family. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're <laughs> I fine. felt guilty after. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> For not mentioning my family. Sorry, Pam. <laughs> Love you. Yes, so Chelsea is a small town girl, that's for sure. Very close-knit. I was definitely the complete opposite. Like I was saying before, I lived in, you know, 20-plus states all over Florida wild California Connecticut you know Maine for a little bit Ohio back and forth um, childhood wasn't terrible but it was a little troubled you know I feel we all have some type of background in that regard so I really stuck close to my brothers a lot and You're moving around a lot I mean your brothers are time. like your best friends yeah. I mean, you don't pretty know much. anyone when you move and right pretty much so I stuck with them a lot, you know, it was like, it kind of sucks a little bit, like, I loved always moving around a lot and always meeting new people, that was cool, but like, I always felt like an outsider, no matter where I was or where I went, because I've never been like a lifetime buddy or friend or anything to anybody, because I never really had the chance to mm -hmm. when I was younger, but fast forward a little bit, and um, I'm 18, and uh, um, I did not graduate. I <laughs> dropped out, um, got my GED two weeks later. Um, and then um, I was a little like crazy into, guys. yeah, it was a little <laughs> crazy. I like to club a lot and party a lot in my younger years. Um, and you I will say watch out for the, for the <laughs> military brats of the world for sure because they pretty much do whatever they want. <laughs> So, basically, I turn 18, I drop out, I get my GED two weeks later, but in that process, I was going out clubbing with some friends. And in Tennessee, you could go to clubs when you were 18, that's where I was at the time. And, um, basically, you can't drink, you got the whole, like, wristband thing. Wristband, black axes yeah. on the hands. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so, you can't drink or whatever. Well, I was still there a lot, of course, I still drank. And I would get yelled at a lot, this, that, and the other. But I knew the people that were there, so they kind of let me by, let me slide a lot in there. Well, I see this girl dancing, and I tell my buddy, I'm 18 years old. I barely know up from down still at this point. And I was like, I'm going to marry that girl over there. <laughs> and, and this girl... Not me. Yes. <laughs> and this girl... Oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm 32 now. Right. Um, or about to be 32. So, 
this girl I start talking to, start meeting with, I thought she was 27 years old, around that age bracket. She was actually 37. And when I was when I was talking with her, I did really like a vibe about her. I wanted to know her more. I did want to, you know, possibly date or do stuff. I'm also young and at the club, this, that, and the other. Well, things kind of start to move quickly, and we start dating, and I'm married by March. My birthday's how, in December. How long? How, I turned 18 in December. I was married by March the following year. So, like, we're three. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was interesting. She was 37. Um, I was 18. And Nothing wrong with had, people marrying anyone oh, yeah. twice their age or whatever. It is what it is. Right, of course. But, um, come... It, it was definitely an awkward situation because I did have two stepsons. One was two years younger than me, the other one five years younger than me. <laughs> and so that was definitely interesting because it was like I kind of went from a role to like, I felt like I had to grow up fast. So yeah, you didn't I really get your. Right. I had clubbed for what, six right. months before that, you know, married right. in four months. And right. But see, that's the thing, like I was saying about being a crazy military brat. I ran rapid all the time, you know, because I was moving so much and this, that, and the other. I'd be in this place or in that place, so I just kind of ran around. So, honestly, I was partying for a long time since I was a kid, and I kind of felt like I did want to settle down in a way, even though I was just turning 18. Um, so, that was definitely, like, a unique situation. But I will say one story, and you can't blame me at 18, and I do stand by but, so, I meet her in the club. We're dating for probably two, three weeks after. And I'm living with a roommate at the time. And I didn't have a job. I wasn't paying anything. And she was like, hey, come stay with us. That's fine. You know, come stay with me. I said, well, I kind of just moved into my buddy's place. So, let me stay like a week and hang with him. And, and like, then, you know, after a week, I'll come over to your place. And she's like, okay. Well... Full disclosure, I was slummy back then, and my roommate also had a roommate that was a female, and I was kind of sleeping with her at the time. I cut it off when I started seeing the Deanna from the club, my ex-wife, and so I had to kind of disclose to her as I stay there for a week, like, hey, you know, we're not doing this anymore. Well, she gets mad. Starts naturally hounding me. Well, why don't you do some dishes while you pay some rent? This, that, and the other. And I'm like, I'm staying here for like a few days, and then I'm at, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Leave me alone. Let me chill with my buddy. And she just won't quit. She won't quit. Well, she also had a boyfriend at the time. So I said, Hey, look, if you don't knock it off and don't leave me alone, I'm gonna tell your boyfriend how everything went down. All right? Don't don't let me be that guy. Leave me alone. Well, she starts get starts to get pissed and slams the door on me basically dislocates my finger it's like sideways right so my buddy comes over he straightens it out he straightens out the finger so i call deanna my ex-wife and kind of let her know what's happened hey i might come over to your place a few days earlier this kind of happened it's all diffused it's all done you know no need to worry just want to let you know what's up she's like okay stop talking to me i'll be there in 20 minutes and i was like what are you talking about first off you live like 40 minutes away 
second off, like, everything's good, everything's fine, like, don't worry about it. She hangs up on me. Not answering texts, not answering calls. I shit you not, it may have been 20 to 21 minutes on the dot. My ex-wife kicks in the door to my buddy's apartment. She knows it's his place. She <laughs> kicks in the door. Are you married at this point? No. Oh, okay. I've had only been seeing her for two weeks, maybe three weeks. Kicks in the door. Goes up to her. The chick that dislocated my finger literally grabs her by the hair and just starts beating her ass. Literally starts beating her ass. Then grabs her checkbook out of her purse, writes a check for the entire one's month's rent, throws it at her and said, now don't fucking talk to him again. At 18 years old. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. At 18, I was dumb as shit. At 18 years old. Graduated high school. At that like, time frame, I thought this was everything. I was like, this is the coolest thing that has ever <laughs> happened in the entire world. And then I soon realized all I was doing was building a life out of chaos. That's I mean, all I was doing. It's something like you see out of a TV show or a yeah. movie or something. Yes. Yeah. Like Absolutely insane. Surprisingly, the marriage did last five years. It wasn't a bad marriage, I per se, but as time went on, there was just things we both were realizing, like, hey, what are we doing here? Like, you're going through your... Right. Like, early I'm 20s 23 and... years old, and, you know, at that point, she's pushing 40s, almost 50s. Once again, there's nothing wrong with age difference, but there's some things that do vary, and we were both learning that at the same time. I will say she also met me in a crazy part in her life, to where her daughter had died not less than a year before, and her daughter was 17 years old. So I think we were both just at chaotic points in our lives, and it just <clears> kind of <throat> meshed together for a little bit. Kind of traumatic, traumatic experiences mm -hmm. made you do weird shit, yeah. and, you, and it's it's, it's a coping mechanism, and yeah, yeah, so it's understandable. I mean, <clears throat> it's. Right. Nuts. Well, yeah, so fast forward five years, I get divorced, pretty mutual, and I met Chelsea. I came back home to Ohio and met Chelsea. So that you moved, after you got your divorce and did everything, that's when you moved back to Ohio? Yeah, I stayed in an apartment <coughs> probably just short of a year by myself, kind of let her, uh, a funny situation, I, I let her kind of, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine, mutual, blah, 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 whatever. So I move out, get an apartment. And I'm staying by myself. Well, the oldest stepson calls me. And he's like, hey, I understand, like, you guys aren't together anymore or anything, but can I come and live with you? <laughs> so that was kind of hilarious. So he came and lived with me probably for about a good eight months of it. And then um, I kind of was telling myself, like, hey, why am I still here in Tennessee? Like, my mom's side of my family is here from Ohio. This is where I was born. This is the only thing that I kind of knew is home. It's, like, always been my home that I've always been away from. So I was like... Let's go back to Ohio. Cool. Well, yeah. So, Chelsea is in school in Ohio, and Corey is starting his life over in Ohio. Yeah. Now, how how does how does one become whole? <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, I come back to Ohio. And I was on, like, Facebook, you know, MySpace, whatever, because I'm a pretty social person. And I was just looking for, like, people to hang out with, people I knew back. Because I went to uh, Garrettsville schools, even. So I was, like, trying to find people in Gville, you know, 
what's up? It's been a while. I know you haven't seen me since I've been like a freshman, but what's going on? <laughs> um, that type of stuff. So along with that came the dating sites, right? Like I was on some of those to hang out with people. Of course, you know, a hookup here or there or whatever, you know, that's how it goes. But I really wasn't like looking for anything particular on dating websites when I came back to Ohio because I really didn't know anybody yet. So I was just looking for people to socialize with really. And uh, Chelsea actually caught me first. Yeah, dude. I was finishing out my four, my uh, undergrad school at Hiram and I hopped on th these dating sites because one of my good friends that I was went to college with was also on those dating sites. And she kind of can didn't really convince me but just kind of motivated me to maybe look for something different because I live in Newberry and that was like my choosing of people uh, granted I did go to college right and I could but I, I commuted so it made it difficult for me to cultivate meaningful mm -hmm. like romantic relationships with people um, and so I hopped on these dating sites and I met a creeper a couple creepers that's for sure uh, somebody tried to catfish me, but they don't know parts of the brain, and I do because I'm, <laughs> I was a psychology major, um, and so he tried to pull the, that one over my eyes, and I told him to fuck off. Um, but yeah, I went on a couple of dates, uh, and they were, they were good, but just, you know, weren't as, wasn't what I was looking for. Not that I was looking for anything either. I feel like I just got on there, like I said before, to seek out validation in any way that I could. Now, what's odd about this one? That's not really, I, okay, odd maybe not might not be the right word, but different is Chelsea. You made the first move. I sure did. <laughs> what What made you make the first move? Like what? So, Corey in his profile picture, and it's funny because. Uh, is the profile picture sitting in our living room? I think so. So if that's not... So, okay, I'm going to actually back up. I don't think that's your profile picture because you actually sent that to me while you were up on a pontoon boat with your grandparents. That's the photo you sent me. So I wouldn't... That couldn't have been your profile picture. Oh, yeah. So uh, I can't remember what his profile picture was, but I think it was similar to the one that he had sent me uh, shortly after we met that just sort of... I don't know. He had... Ray-Bans or some sort of sunglasses on his, of course. like his hat backwards, like sexy as fuck, right? <laughs> um, and he was tall and I just, I, I don't know. I didn't really have a preference for height. Obviously I dated Scott and he was like my height. <laughs> so I'm not really sure, but I just something about your smile. Uh, you do have a dimple underneath your beard, which I know you try to be incognito about. Um, but yeah, just something about that photo just really, really made me like tingle inside. And then reaching out to him, I was like, you know what? I had this mentality at the time too, that I'm going to get what's mine. Like I worked really fucking hard. I'm just going to, I'm going to pick that one and I'm going to get that one. And so that's what I did. Do you remember what the first line was? Like, it wasn't just a, hey, how you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> I probably said something, you know, I tried to spark up some intellectual conversation. Like, hey, you know, I, I think your profile picture is cute. And you probably put something on there, like, back in the area or whatever. And you're in the Parkman area seeking out just a good time. Yeah, not and a lot of people. And that's what I was kind of looking yeah. for, I guess. 
Uh, not a lot of people, I would say, read bios, but I had a pretty big bio because, like I said, I was coming back, you know, in the area again trying to meet people. And uh, she was actually... Nobody else really commented me first except her. There was a few, but they were kind of weird. But it was me reaching out to people more or less. But what struck my interest is because she responded back and or she, she called me out first. But, yeah, she said something about my profile pic, but she was very detailed with questions based off my bio. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to talk to this girl. Genuine <laughs> interest, dude. So you hit up. Corey. And it was on POF. Yeah, plenty of fish. Oh, so you really cast it out there. Sure did. <laughs> you caught that fish. Spent all that money, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I know I, I've heard the story many of times, and I still think it's great that Corey met your family. Yeah. Technically, Corey met your brother before he even met you in person. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's, that's, that's real trial by fire right yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw him right in. <laughs> so my aunt who is my mom's sister uh, her name is Dale she worked at the post office in Parkman forever and his grandparents Happy and Al and his mother Stacy have lived in that or around that area for you know ever um, and my his Nana Happy knew my aunt Dale uh, when she used to go pick up her mail at the post office and Corey was a wee one running around asking my aunt Dale for lollipops <laughs> so it was pretty cool that she so she knew who kind she, of knew. and who has the who has the name Happy right so everybody knew who this Happy or people knew who Happy was and she was able to connect the dots right away. She was like, "Wait, Corey, I've been giving him lollipops." Yeah, since he was a baby. <laughs> right. Which that's so crazy to me still. I was like, it was like we were always destined. I know that sounds corny or cliche or whatever. I but felt it was that like, way too. That's kind of a unique thing. Yeah. To where almost sometimes in the past when I first found out, I was like, this is too new and unique. I'm not related, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And Corey doesn't know his real father. Exactly. So that doesn't help. So I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, we're like, please, Lord, no. Ancestry.com. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. right. No, I asked my grandmother. My grandmother knew my real father at least enough to tell me the last names that I had to be away from. <laughs> and McGowan or Thomas was not one of them. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. Yeah, how when we first met actually in person. Yeah. So that's. A little bit of backstory, but um, I love sort of your version of <laughs> meeting. How did my you brother. guys meet? What was the first date? <laughs> oh my god! All right, so <laughs> man, this whole thing transpired. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm supposed to meet her in Geneva, right? You know, they're camping in Geneva, and she's like, "Hey." Why don't you come out? We'll meet for the first time. We had been talking maybe a few days before. Yeah. Yeah. Couple days. So it wasn't like right away or the next day or anything. It was probably a good week. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, we're in Geneva camping. Why don't we come out and we meet for the first time? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I'll definitely do that. Well, my brother had some engagements he wanted me to do with him. And I got Chelsea's attitude, by the way. Right off rip from the very beginning, so I kind of knew. <laughs> because I tell her, like, hey, I got to do this thing with my brother real quick. I'm going to be a little late, but I'm still going to come out there. You're camping or whatever. CPT. <laughs> yeah. Corey Pendleton. Finest. I fucking knew the day he was Just coming to clarify for, his for first viewers, date. CPT is Corey Peopleton. Yeah. <laughs> 
real. For the viewers out there, CBT, Tory people time, uh, just an example, it's just Tory's always 5, late. 10, 15 minutes late. He's always late. When we have tea times, we always tell him like 10 minutes before, and he shows up on time, perfect in time for the tea time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's CBT. Yeah. But you didn't know about this quote-unquote CBT, and the day, like the day you're supposed to meet in person... He he's how late is Corey? Yes, uh, I'm fairly late. Um, I had stuff to do with my brother, and she wasn't exactly happy about it. And she basically was like, "You know what? I don't even want to meet you. Don't you know? It's not worth my time. Uh, you know, whatever you're doing with your brother, have fun, get it done. See you later." So I text her back. I call her back. I'm like, "Look, we've been talking for a week. You're really interesting." reset this up I'm coming to meet you okay I will be there it's gonna be this late but I will be there and she agreed and she's like okay yeah dude and how late and was so, it so uh, I can't remember no. it was only like maybe an hour, hour yeah it wasn't the you know he already lived like an hour and a half away from Geneva when he was driving from his grandparents so oh, yeah, I was really apartments. anxious to meet him yeah. And he was putting our first meeting off for somebody else for a benign reason, and it pissed me off. So uh, that's why I got right. the attitude. And then I show up at the Cove in Geneva, and I'm looking for her. I know how she looks, you know. Sent pictures, everything else. I'm looking for her. Can't find her. I'm like, well, maybe they're outside smoking or something. So I go out to smoke a cigarette. I'm just smoking a cigarette out there, kind of moseying around, looking around. Next thing I know, this guy points to me. Hey, are you Corey? I was like, uh, I mean, yeah. He was like, oh, hi, I'm Noah, I'm Chelsea's brother. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I knew you were like, you know, camping with your family, I get it, but like, you're not here to meet me, you're not, you got <laughs> mad at me before I came, I'm meeting your brother now. Did and Noah know about previous? Like, him being late and, like, everything else? Like, does he know why you were kind of upset? I'm not sure. That's a great I don't question. Think, I don't think I don't did. think so. I, I can't remember, so, though, Noah's always I, had concerns for his sisters. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know from his episode that he was... He was sober then. Like, he was uh -huh. just getting into it. Yeah. That was his first time out being sober and not... Yeah, not, he actually almost relapsed that day. He couldn't find his night. ID, and he wanted to go to a bar so bad, but... He couldn't find end. his ID because the ID <laughs> yeah. was downtown. Yeah, so he didn't <laughs> end up Justice going. Center. So he didn't right, end up so getting into any bars or anything. Right. And we reflected that during the interview with yeah. him, too, so that's cool. Um, um so... Yeah, so I mean, that, yeah. her that mother's outside. would have known and you meet her brother first and, yeah and what's Oops. going through your head here you saw that attitude and you're right. like oh shit yeah. like, what? what have i got <laughs> no i'm not Corey. no no never mind yeah. yeah exactly her mother's out there her brother's out there she's nowhere to be found and then she finally comes moseying out either from the bar or the bathroom <laughs> sounds about right hey. <laughs> no i walked around the corner i remember <laughs> i walked around the corner outside and you were there talking to my brother yeah and so, so crazy. And then you spent yeah. the night, and it was very romantic. It was. It was the first night. Oddly. Like, by the second night, we were holding hands, walking yeah. down the street. We were, like, being, like, cutesy. 
Yeah. Be really cutesy. Still hadn't kissed or anything, but just being cutesy. Really? You did not <laughs> kiss at all yet. Okay. And so it was really, yeah, that's cutesy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good description. It's cutesy. We didn't, we had not kissed, nothing. Other than you getting a little jumpy Eight. trying to climb a pole in Geneva. Well, yeah, but that was like, like a, our. The next day. Yeah, the next day. <laughs> right. Eighth grade cutesy school relationship. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah we were just more or less yeah. just like giddy. Just asking a lot of questions about each other. And I mean, that's where you get to know somebody. Yeah. That's, and I remember, too, You only do so much on a message. Right, exactly. And I remember walking down the street, you and I, I grabbed your hand, and I said, are you okay? And you said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, I don't think so. I feel your energy. And you started to open up to me about something that pissed you off with your family. I cannot yeah. remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember. But you, you expressed to me that something had upset you, and I was like, okay, well, and we talked about it a little bit, and and then we clubbed a little bit more, and, you know, whoopsie, Chelsea on the on the <laughs> pole in the middle of the dance floor. Well, I've seen that before. Couldn't lift myself <laughs> up the way I wanted to. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That was kind of the weekend, and then I'll Be by uh, Edwin McCain was on the radio like eight times that weekend. It that was, was like a, the beginning. Yeah. And that was initially our wedding song, but we decided against that. But it was very interesting. Like it meant to be. So, there. okay, so you had the giddy phase the first day yeah. or whatever. <laughs> when, when, when did you make it official? Uh, July 30th, and seven years ago so 2014 yeah because when we met it was around the 4th of July mm-hmm. because yeah because that was the oh so you watched fireworks in Geneva and oh yeah, yeah. It was really, oh really yeah nice. it was real Aladdin-y you know what I'm saying magical carpet rides just saying oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's his favorite Disney movie and he's always trying to get up on that I can show you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so animated so funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Well, yeah. I'm going to put Corey on the spot here. Uh, you two have been together for, I mean, it was about, it was six years before you actually got married or seven years before you got married? Because it hasn't been a year yet. Six years he proposed to me. Okay. And so then we got married in October. When did you realize you wanted to marry her? There may be so, a little procrastination in actually proposing, but when did you know and say to yourself that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this girl? That is a really good question, because as we all now know... Chelsea is just giddy over there. <laughs> as we all know now, my previous marriage and my decision-making process back then was very skewed, so... I wanted to go going forward and make sure that right. I think that's why it took it took me six years to propose. I would probably have to say I waited until the five year mark. At five years, I told I, I felt like I always wanted to be with her. Like to to me, there wasn't a second where I didn't. To be honest with you, not to sound too corny, but there was like a part in the back of my mind where like because of that past, I wanted to make sure. 
So it was five like, years was I how do long your want marriage to, lasted. Right. So exactly. five years. Okay. I mean, so at about the fifth year mark, I was like, yes, she is the one. I don't know why I've waited this long. I'm stupid. <laughs> what, what am I doing? Everybody <laughs> thought so too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, what are you going to do? What are you going to like? Oh my God. For, it's a, yeah. It's only you two. So it's like <laughs> I had to fight gold. that. <laughs> it's like I had kind of had to fight that battle in my head. And so I would have to say, probably say after the first year I really really knew I wanted to spend my life with rest of my life with her but I guess I waited the five years just because of that mental aspect of the past of like hey let's do this right you know let's build a life together even before we get married you know what I'm saying because marriage is just a piece of paper you know at the same time we, we could still build a life together and go you know the right ways I did always wanted to re remarry and find love again and stuff like that after my first marriage but before it got on the paper and everything else, I just wanted to make damn sure. Yeah. That's all. Was there any point within the five years that you knew, like, whenever he decided to do it, you were just no <laughs> hesitation, say yes? It. Yeah. Because, I mean, when it happened, I mean, there was no way you were going to say no. I mean, come, yeah. Jesus Christ. There yeah. was no way you were going to say no. Right. Everyone right. knew it was coming. It was just... Just a matter of time. Right. Um, the, the time that comes to my brain, and it doesn't have anything to do with knowing I, uh, like, wh when I wanted him to propose. To be honest with you, I felt like a lot of pressure by people who were asking me when I was going to get married more than I wanted to actually jump into it and get married. And so I would put, I would say things to him like, hey, we need to start this. We need to. We need to get this going, bro. Because I'm, I'm like, aging. life's good, man. We can just keep going. We're fine. Yeah, like I'm aging, and you know, and that's another thing too. People ask me when I'm having fucking children. First of all, mind your own fucking goddamn business. I'm not asking you when your shit lasts, okay? None of your business. So that it, people just ask crazy questions like that. That kind of pushed me to want to just do it. But now, him after about like year four, I was like, you know what? I'm on this for life. I don't care how long it takes. He could propose 20 years from now and I'm in, I'm all in. Whatever that looks like for us, like Corey said. So you never thought about proposing on your own? Proposing to you? Yeah. yeah Fuck you? no. I love it. Yes. <laughs> how much? I hate that personally. You know, to each their own, whatever right, most people's right. votes. That's why I said personally. But I don't like that. No, absolutely not. I dreamed about you proposing to me. Oh. And, and to, so is to turn around and not like what the fuck? For everybody out there, I did propose to her on top of a mountain backpacking. It was beautiful. Which, as you all know, Ryan on the podcast over here, this guy was bawling his eyes out. Sure was. He was. We have a little bonus content for the next episode. Yeah. Ryan is low key considered, and Corey and Chelsea are considered a thruple. Yeah, dude. There's always there. That's... Ryan's the third, the automatic third wheel. Yeah, and dude. We're gonna, we got some questions and some stuff from him next time. He couldn't yeah. join us tonight, but yeah. The the proposal was incredible. It was a couple of days before our six-year anniversary, um, July 26th, 2020. Yeah. It was during COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> you had 
everything you wanted to say and then nothing came out. Oh my <laughs> god. The amount of time I rehearsed this to myself in the mirror was absolutely ridiculous. And like I had everything planned and I got as far as I think I did it's still on video, I had to go back, but I'm pretty sure I got like part of the statement I wanted to say out. And then as I'm first we had me and Andy had her look out over the top of the mountain while we took pictures of them with their backpacks Yeah, me and my on. sister, we were, like, holding, like, arms wrapped around each other with our backpacks on. So then when she turned around, I was on one knee with the ring out. And I started my statement, and I barely got through it before I get teary-eyed myself. <laughs> and... She's like reaching for it, but I'm not even opening the box. I'm not like, even saying I'm like, anything. Like She's like trying to ring. get it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, I, I, I completely lost the translation. So many emotions going. And then Ryan's just beside me balling. Yeah, all three of them. Trying and Andy and Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't talk. I was, t- I was crying. I was like, oh my God, baby. What? No. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, he made it through his vows in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. A couple a couple mouth blows. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. No, that's okay. <clears throat> Some people said that they thought I was going to stop, and they were like, no, no, you're doing so good. You're doing so good, though. <laughs> so I kept it together. I kept it together. I guess we kind of covered this a little bit. Uh, before, but what are some things you learned in past relationships that you grew and put towards your relationship now? Mm. Um, I will never ever let me let anybody treat me the way that I've been treated in the past. You can kiss my ass before I fucking let anybody treat me like that. I've been treated really bad, really bad. Um, a lot of gaslighting, a lot of people making me feel like I was the crazy one, isolating me from my family and friends, like straight mm-hmm. narcissist. I was a victim of that, and it was bad. It was really bad. Um, I will never let anybody tell me that I'm not beautiful. I know that sounds kind of cocky, but I, like I had mentioned before, I had significant body issues, and so if any any slight minute like hint that anybody can make me feel or you know try to make me feel like that I'm not not going to do that I'm an independent woman okay (laughs) people can leave me the fuck alone (laughs) fair enough yeah Corey I would say definitely like a lot of the key things because I felt because I kind of had an up and down childhood my first marriage was a result of me searching for some type of guidance, stability, something. So I took a lot of that with me and learned from that. That's why I kind of respect that relationship. So the things I kind of brought with me, and you know, part of the reason it took me so long to propose is just to honestly make sure everything you know is the way it should be. Right? Is you know, communication involved, validation. Like, there's just so much that goes into a relationship that you have to make sure a lot of things are right. And that's kind of what my past relationship taught me because a lot of things weren't right, right? So now I knew what bad looked like. So mm-hmm. this is what good should look like. That's kind of what I took with me, almost like a checklist in my mind. Like, And I'm not talking, like, surface stuff, like, oh, she chews with her mouth open. You know, that's not... <laughs> Chelsea yeah. doesn't chew with her mouth open. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do that. But... <laughs> 
but not little stuff like that, but more or like less deep, much intimate. deep, yeah, more deeper, you know, like how does this person think, tick, operate on a daily basis, communicate, validate, you know, stuff like that, yeah. you know, so. My threshold literally, like, for both, I don't know, I'm trying to think about how I want to word this, but I, I guess I, I, I raised my bar. You know, I, I wanted to be treated well, and I wanted nothing less than unconditional love from the person that I was going to get into a relationship with. Because if you're in a relationship and you want to be with that person and you love that person, it should not it should be nothing but unconditional, right? We set our boundaries and we have healthy and try to have healthy, you know, boundaries in that regard, but you love somebody no matter what. I'm going to put you on the spot because I thought of this question okay. while we were doing this, but... uh. Do you think how you were raised and seeing your parents' relationships affected your relationship now or previous ones or like in like I mean a hundred percent for like I know you moved around a lot and you said your mom had a, a few relationships growing up you had a couple different stepdads so on and so forth but I mean your parents have been together for as long as you've been alive and mm -hmm. I mean they're completely different you're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum here I mean I'm Absolutely. sure something. But what you've seen growing up in your parents' relationships, what have you taken, put forth, and what have you learned from that? Sure. Um, so this does get a little bit personal, so I'll go as far as saying that, um, you know, my parents always showed us love and cared, but in, in, my, rela in my parents' relationship, there was a lot of boozing and a lot of fighting when I was a kid, so it didn't... There was not a lot of communication. Um, when there was communication, it was yelling. Um, and, and so I didn't, you know, my, my dad was kind of a passive aggressive kind of guy where he wouldn't talk about anything or say anything until something really ticked him. And then he's fucking through the roof with anger. That's where I get my anger from. I know, babe, sorry, I love you. <laughs> and then my mom, she's just very passive aggressive as well. Just don't so shit put, on my pillow. You never, never. <laughs> I, I am not histrionic or borderline. Um, when my, when, um, shit, I forgot my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's my bad. Totally your bad. <laughs> Your dad, yeah, passive aggressive, yeah, and your, oh yeah, when you put two people with passive aggressive personalities and communication styles together, it usually doesn't end very well or start or, or stay very well, right? Yes. My parents are still together, and I love them for that. Good for them. Thirty, yeah, five, been together thirty-four years this yeah. year. Um, but you know, that I definitely learned from that kind of relationship and that kind of communication style. Um, is that I'm not going to be passive-aggressive with him, and uh, I don't want you to be passive-aggressive with me. If you want something, tell me. Don't sit here and expect something and not express it. Like, that is, you know, mm -hmm. not not healthy. So him and I, that's really where our relationship has kind of built its foundation on, is communication. Um, <clears throat> Tommy Rudd actually walked up to me at the Hickory one day and asked me, so what's the what, what's the key to a healthy relationship? And I said communication. And then he walked up to him at a different part of the bar. We were not part of this conversation and asked <laughs> him what's the key to a healthy relationship or a successful relationship. And he said communication. 
in the same night, he brought us together. He was like, guys, i got to tell you this story. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we both said communication. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of wild when that happened. I was yeah. like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. That, that was like, I feel like that was the moment I knew I loved you. Like, unconditionally. Like, that was my, right. like, I'm going to marry loved this me, man. But, like, you were like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is definitely the key to a successful relationship. Right. Communication. Metaphorically. Absolutely. Yeah, like, and it's hard. Like, it comes with its own trials and tribulations. Like. Sure. It's insanely hard. But at some point, you got to talk about it. You just got to talk about it with each other, whether it's something that excites you or something you're guilty about, or even if it's an intrusive thought, just communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. Like, you and I talk about even the bad dreams we have. If it has to do with each other, we talk about that and process it because I ultimately believe that dreams are a product of our normal, our, our regular lives, like what's going on. Um, you know, are we stressed? Why are we stressed? And we talk right. about it and process it yeah. together. Yeah, because it's your, un- it's a, it's your unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you've had a bad, like, I notice, like, you get quiet when something's wrong, and I always check in with you to make sure you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm compartmentalizing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's the problem sometimes. I'm like, there's a time and a place. <laughs> so you... Growing up, you you lived and moved around with your mom pretty much. So you were with yeah. your mom the entire time, and you had stepdads coming in and out. I mean, yep. So what did you take from that? I mean, obviously, you also you lived with your grandparents. Something. Oh, I did. Okay. Also lived up with and down. Grandparents. Up and down. Up and down. Yeah. I kind of was like I said, always the outsider, going from place to place. But kind of same situation. A lot of my mom's relationships um, were up and down, booze involved no communication, fights 24-7, kind of messy. And I told myself, like, I didn't want that, you know? Uh, Not to state, like, my ex-wife again or my past marriage, but I felt that's kind of why I went to that because I just wanted to get out. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get out and create something. I was like, I got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Not exactly the right idea there, (laughs) (laughs) but I started the process kind of. Um, so that's kind of what I took with me and what it taught me is like, uh, I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to be around this. Yeah. So ultimately the same thing. So on the surface, like at face value, you said that, you know, we had two completely different stories. Yeah. Right. Like we do, but all of the things, the underlying reasons why we're together are for very, very similar, if not the same. We don't want, you know, people treating us like shit. We don't want people, uh, you know, boozing, you know, boozing around each other all the time. And we don't necessarily want unhealthy communication styles. We want healthy boundaries. We want all those things because of the, you know, the, the environments we grew up in. Cool. Yeah. Well, you learned something. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll try not to snap on each other if something happens. Oh, or, or like, happens, if something irritates me and... I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what, Chelsea? I felt this yesterday, man. This this irritated me. And then we talk about it. Yeah. Or she does the same thing. Or right. whatever it may be. But the thing is, is we also found out too, like, this took you a second, baby, to actually, like, grasp, is that when I'm when I'm heated, I need my space. <laughs> you cannot reason with me, and there's no try. There's no reason to try to reason with me when I am in that space. Nope, that's me. I will, man. 
you go what? And all this. Can't help it. Can't turn it off. I'm what? Going. Try to reason with me? Yeah. Yeah, but I usually just not say anything and then you walk away <laughs> right. and come back later anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the bottom line is that, that you know, we even even if we don't say it out loud, we, we you know, bought uh, non-verbally communicate yep. to each other. Oh, this yeah. This is what we need. All the time. And if I need space, I will go downstairs, you know, go outside if I need to. We've always been yeah. better than that. Well... Every relationship has their ups and downs, <laughs> trials and tribulations. Yeah, through the downs, what did you two do to work through them and come out stronger? You can get into as much detail as you want. Okay, so let me start at first. Me and Chelsea were both kind of a mess awesome when we met each other. A mess? Yeah. 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 We, I definitely carried some things in my past relationships that weren't healthy, yes. as well as Chelsea. I mean, we all know me and Chelsea at this point are both gamers, right? I was always been a heavy gamer myself, but it was so bad, and I didn't realize the stuff like Chelsea had to endure or go through in her past relationships at first to where she would, like, want to kill me if I played video games or get very, very upset. Yeah, it was a part of an unhealthy relationship that I was in where this former partner of mine would literally, that's all he would do. He did not work. And he would sit in his room. I couldn't even tell you if he showered. And he would, like, piss in water bottles and stuff. Jesus Christ. It was disgusting. And I was in love with this person. Like, this was the person. It didn't, I didn't meet him like that, right? Yeah. It, you know, things changed. And I forgive that person to this day. I want to just make sure, like, you know, I, I forgive this person. I let go of this. But this is the person that I was in love with. But I wasn't comfortable being in love with him anymore. And that's... But, yeah. So I was super triggered. Super triggered when he brought over his console. I was like, yeah, no problem. And then he brings it over, and I want to snap his neck every time he turns it on. <laughs> Passive aggressive. Yeah, it took a while <laughs> to where get it started. That. I had some some anger issues. And now you had play to work them. on. Sure do. <laughs> I only play Rocket League, though, man. Those, like, first-person games and stuff make me nauseous. Can't really get into those. I played Sims for a little bit, too, back in the day. But anyways, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, so it definitely, we were a hot mess when we first got together. But I think that's so important to everything we're talking about here in our relationship. And I would honestly say in relationships, period, is other than that communication, like you really got to, you really, really have to set boundaries and you have to hold each other accountable, each other accountable. 100%. Like accountability and boundaries and communication, all that in a relationship is so, so important. Because if not, that's how you get lost or end up with somebody that's just pissing in bottles and everything else. Because you never establish those boundaries or accountability or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, what do you expect to happen if you never talked about that, if you never dealt with that? And, you know, <clears throat> I think patience is a huge thing. So I know you don't think I have patience. And I probably don't in some aspects of my life. But I have been very patient with you, and I hope you know that. <laughs> oh, in the beginning of our relationship, yeah, I had some very heavy drinking problems and anger issues. Yeah. Me. Not to the extent of where, you know, I would hit anybody or anything, but I would explode. You know, I had to learn to compartmentalize things that happened in my life and everything that went on. But the cool part about our relationship, why I think it worked so well, we both wanted to be better. 
and set those boundaries and that accountability and hold each other accountable and help each other and guide each other. It was almost like we were both kind of in a way lost and we were helping each other find ourselves. Yeah. We needed that like, I don't know, I, I've gotten validation in other areas of my life, right? My sister right. and I have been very close and my mom always showed affection and love for us, but in a different way, I guess I could say like that validation of like meeting me where I was at. Like, mm -hmm. even though you didn't agree with me, you always expressed it in a way that, like, validated I how I was feeling. Right. And I was like, Because wow, that's important. Men can do this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a few of us out there. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that, right. that is very important because anything somebody says, I feel, should always be validated. Even if it's ludicrous. You, that person still deserves validation, especially if they're excited or upset or mad. Like, you should meet them at that level regardless. Right. You can still state your piece and do it in a respectful manner without saying, yeah, but, or, or whatever, you right. know what I'm saying, and blow it off. But actually give genuine validation to somebody to what they're saying. Yeah. You don't have to always agree. Exactly. But see where they're coming from. Exactly. That's literally, like, perspective taking. It's, like, the yes. number one thing that you can, one of the yeah. number one things that you can you know. So what are you guys doing now, still working to grow and flourish and build together? Like, you've already built this when you're married now. Yeah. And you've built this upon your almost eight years, like, but, it, yeah, I mean, you're still improving everything. Yeah. You're, you're growing every day. What, what are things... What are things? What are goals? What are what are you trying to work on and better still? What still needs a patch? Yeah. So hopefully we have a house here soon. Sure. Yeah. That's that's for yeah. sure. We should get our offer soon for the house. Right. We plan to probably have at least two kids. That's the plan, Jan. That's the plan. But you know, with my rights being taken away, I don't know if that's going to be. Yeah. We'll see how that happens. Right. <laughs> um. So. That's kind of goals there. We're both pretty successful in our careers. I've been at my company for a long time. Chelsea's been at her private practice for quite a long time and adventuring and doing things. And now you're teaching at CSU. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, implementing my own program. So some would say we kind of got a little late start, but as our lives showed, I mean, sometimes that happens. Yeah, but, but it's not like yeah. you're... People live longer. I mean, right. none your business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, that was another thing, too. Like, when are you going to buy a house? When yeah. are you going to have a kid? When are you going right. to do this? It's like. But now we're hitting the ground running. <laughs> and you know what? We are very successful. Mm -hmm. We are very successful people. I will probably, like, you know, I don't know. With buying a house, right? Right. Bank accounts are going to get less and less. But I probably have the most money I've ever had saved up right now. And ever will right. have saved up. I And that's, you know, just You've part of the success. Grown up and being responsible. Yeah. I mean, that's the, right. That, you got to right. do that. You're I, don't, I don't... I'm already, like, $100,000 in debt from school. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And, and sure, that was maybe a choice that wasn't super great but you had goals and you wanted but I, them I, and i got them and i'm fine which with is them. awesome yeah and that's fine yeah yeah and like i i even regret myself you know not graduating stuff like that but hey i got my gd i even went to college granted i did drop out of college but, <laughs> but you yeah, know but you're successful yeah i made it happen found ways yeah and we're going to continue to grow and entrepreneurship always the best way to go <laughs> right <laughs> 
So, Chelsea. Yeah. What are three of your top traits for Corey? And I don't want always oh, handsome and oh. He's so handsome. Like, like you. What 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 do you see? In what do I see? So, I number one is resiliency. You are probably one of the most resilient people I know. You bounce back from anything that life has thrown at you. And I have heard some horror stories with people that I see for counseling. I've I've heard that through the shit that you've told me. And you are a functioning human being. <laughs> and that just baffles me. Your, so your resiliency, I would say, is number one. You have the ability to bounce back from anything. Um, physical characteristics, I can do that. I, I'm not going to say he's handsome, right? He is handsome. He's so cute. <laughs> but something in specific is your ability to pull off almost any look. <laughs> I don't fucking know how he does it. You can shave your head. You can spike it. You can mohawk it. You can grow it out. You can have a beard down to your belly button. Like, you can just do all these different looks <laughs> and be, like, I don't know. I had practice. So, a uh, fun fact, when when I was growing up, I, I, I've told you before, since I moved around so much, I kind of found enjoyment finding new cliques. I'd be oh. like, hey, what are these guys yeah, doing so over I here? Leaks over I mean, I've seen so. Corey come in with bright red like shoe boots on and duck looking boots and yeah, yeah just and everything. just all white clothes like all uh -huh. white or something like that yeah. yeah but you only see him at it once <laughs> yeah. right yeah. that one time you wore that one outfit yeah i always like trying new things different things get bored yeah and i can i appreciate that about you because i feel like your spontaneity will keep us adventurous and young for a very long time and so that's part of sort of the, a package, spontaneity, adventurous. Yeah. And then the last one is <laughs> you make me laugh <laughs> so hard. <laughs> like it makes it's everybody laugh. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's literally like the dumbest shit, and it's so cute. Like I appreciate this is, I guess, kind of a trait, but also like your ability to cope. Like part of your resiliency is that. You have ADHD. Yes. And you have ADHD pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And you fucking learn, like, you've learned how to function and just, and it might not feel like that to you, but when I'm looking from the outside in, it's like, wow, he's been able to, like, do that. And yes, there's points where you struggle where I'll tell you a whole story and then, like, you'll look up and say, what? And that's exaggerating, <laughs> right? But that happens. Your right. squirrel moments. And I get that. Right. And I feel like that's, you know, being patient is what I was talking about before. Right. Mm -hmm. And you deserve that. I'm not saying, you know, anything else. Um, so, yeah, your resiliency, your sense of humor, and, and spontaneity. ability and spontaneity. to pull off any look, yeah. Yeah, spontaneity. All right, Corey. So, with Chels, ah, oh, there's so many traits to choose from. She's perfect. <laughs> But I would definitely say intelligence is one. I love, I would say intelligence and independence. I love a intelligent, strong, independent woman. There's just something that is so attractive to that. Um, who's really like, like I said, when we were first together, we were both kind of a mess, 
But at the same time, she always had her shit together, no matter what. It doesn't matter. She talks about my resiliency, but like, no matter what, like, sure, I may be a little more resilient, but like, the certain things that she has her mindset on, she'll move mountains to get that done. Like a strong, independent woman. I absolutely love that. I told you I was strong and independent. <laughs> <laughs> then I am gonna be a little corny. But pure cuteness. Just utter, like, has anybody not seen Chelsea and not been like, you're literally so adorable. It's just pure, like... a bug's like, ear. Right, to be so strong and independent, and then you're just so cute. Like, your dimples, your smile, your eyes, like, everything. It's like you're this sun... You're like this... Because you do have anger issues sometimes. You're like this bundle of joy all the time and so cute. But it's like you're a gremlin in a way. Like if I feed you, if I don't feed you before twelve or past twelve, I don't know what I'm gonna get. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I, I would say just like so adorable and strong, independent woman. And the last one, it's hard. Well, you did say intelligence and independence. Right. Technically, that is two. But yeah, that is two. You can, yeah. you can but, give a fourth if you want to. <laughs> right. But I would say your resiliency, too. I know it sounds corny, but it strikes me funny that you don't think you're that resilient. Because you don't. You have, like, this doubt about it, but you're so resilient. Well, being an empath is really hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's another thing right. I share about myself one of these days. Um, I'm, I'm such an empath. Like, I literally feel the energies around me that sometimes I just want to fucking crawl under a rock. <laughs> like, guys, I can't take it anymore. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll change really and see. I would say drive. Like, your drive. My drive. Yeah. Right. Like, nothing stands in your way. Right. Nothing. Like yeah. you said. You finally made a point in your life, and this is probably around when you met me, that you're like, you know what? I'm going to get what I want. I am going to do that. Yeah, dude. And that takes a lot. Well. Well, let's get out of the deep stuff. This was this was deep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, let's get into some of the fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, like we said before, been around for a while. You've had many adventures. I've known some of the adventures. You've yes. gone to your trip to Niagara Falls and Buffalo and you've been to Bonnaroo a couple times and mm -hmm. Florida and stuff. It's, what, what are some of your best trips that you remember? I mean, they could be the same. They could be different. Maybe something hit different for one of you. Yeah. So I want to take a couple minutes. Uh, literally, I was looking back through some of the photos today to grab for this podcast. It could be even post. the fam jams too because, I mean, right. it's... I have <laughs> literally so many, Joe. I was going back through each of them individually, and I'm like, what did I like the best? Like, and it's not about liking it the best, but just like, you ask, like you're asking your top, you know. And I really, I don't know if I can choose. I really don't. <laughs> what The first thing that came to my mind was Corey and I's trip to Arizona. We went, that was our first trip together ever. And that's the first, that, that's the thing that comes to my mind. So I'll, I guess I can talk about that. But at, all the other trips have just been so meaningful and and. There's been so awesome. many in my life. It's funny you mentioned the Arizona one because that's my favorite trip was when we yeah. went to Arizona. Yeah. 
I love the West, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love the West. Right. Well, you had also been over there. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. Right, but so, I hadn't been in the Grand Canyon. Did you guys road trip right. it? No, we flew. I was trying to actually get him on a plane. <laughs> I was like, baby, <laughs> it was the first I time I was on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. After all that movie. In 20 yeah. After all that movie, we my family would choose to drive everywhere. So I had never been on a plane before. Wow. And when the day my dad got transferred, we I was living in Florida. And we got transferred to California. They pulled us out of school for two weeks, and we road tripped for two weeks from Florida to Cali, and saw like relatives along the way. That was, that was a fun memory. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you fly out there, rent a car, and then drive around? Yeah, so I have my my mom's brother, uncle, my uncle Roy lives out there. Um, he's got his two sons, Jesse and David, and also his ex-wife, uh, Jackie. Um, I think that's her name. <laughs> I think it's Jackie. Um, it's sad because I don't talk to them enough to be able to say who's who. But yeah. like Jesse and I, he flew in for my mom's, my my mom's mom, my grandma, my G mom, and she was my girl. Um, her funeral, or not her funeral, but she was sick and she was dying, and he flew in while she was in the hospital, and that was the first time I ever met him. My cousin Jesse, and my uncle Roy, and my cousin David, I think was there also. But I just connected with Jess. I don't know what it was about him. Um, we just had this same, we had some energy, you know, that just kind of connected. And so I, in 2016, I had essentially, you and I met in 2014 and you were trying to kind of get your feet back on the ground since moving back, you know, Mm -hmm. jumping a few jobs here and there, trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to Arizona. If you're going do you want a plane ticket? If you're not, I don't care. I'm going anyways. (laughs) And so, um, I told him, I said, this is the lowest I've seen the plane tickets. I'm buying two right now or I'm buying one. What do you want to do? He's like, fine, buy me one. And I bought him one and we flew out there in June of 2016. Which was an awesome trip. Yeah. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. We went camamping for a day over at the KOA by, by the Grand Canyon. KOA, some of your relatives. Arizona's a beautiful state. Yeah, stayed with my uncle for a couple of days. He had a really nice senior community, too. So we have a place to stay if we want to go in the winter to golf, Yes. Potentially. Because I haven't golfed there. (laughs) I'm not so sure his place is big enough to house people because he lives in that house. Oh, yeah, but we still get an Airbnb. Oh, I'll sleep on the floor. (laughs) I mean, I could ask my cousin Jess. He would be more than willing to. I don't know his living situation right now, but I can definitely check in. That would be awesome in, like, February. For sure. Yeah. Where it's cold and as balls here. We went in June, and and it was beautiful. My cousin Jess was like, oh. How much of the stars you can see out there in the desert oh, is man. wild. It was beautiful. <laughs> there's no extra light or anything. There's not. All you see is the sky. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so pretty and so. And we actually went to the hot springs, too, which was one of the coolest experiences. I've literally never It was slept. one of the coolest, but also weird. At first, it was... <laughs> It was a little But weird. then you got used to it. So you go to this hot spring, right, and you camp. But and it's get, not a hole in the ground. The hot springs are like they built they a had, hot they, tub. They had built ground. a hot tub around one, and then they had like a community area where there was a whole bunch of different tubs. And stuff. Oh, so it's not just a hole Body in the ground? Body-forming tubs. Oh, right. Yeah. So but they had a funneling. Water. But the one was a natural-made kind of like hot tub that it funneled in. Well, you're not allowed to get in those unless you're naked. 
Right. <laughs> because it contaminates the water. Right. And we're with family. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting, but it was still great. It felt yeah. amazing. It was good. It was awesome. Like, and you pay it no mind. It was kind of weird at first, but then it was like, you're all just sitting in a hot spring, whatever. And then we got out of that one and one our individual ways and ones. But it was so like, man, talk about that sleep that night. Yeah. It didn't matter where you would have slept. You slept like a baby. Dude, <laughs> I slept on an air mattress. I literally felt like I was sleeping on clouds all night. We had yellowtail and red sapper over the grill. Yeah. It, like, literally, I genuinely feel like that water cleansed you. It yeah. cleanses you. It makes you feel like <laughs> holy. <laughs> like, yeah. It, like, it, really? It, it was the best sleep amazing. I ever got. It was the weirdest thing. Super fun, though. Super fun. And then went and stayed with, so Uncle Roy, Cousin Jesse, and Jenny, and Maria. And that was pretty much, and you know, the first group, the Grand Canyon. But it was like, we didn't do much of anything except go to a local, other than the Grand Canyon. When we went to stay with my Uncle Roy and Cousin Jesse, we just hung out. It was literally like a stay vacation. Yeah. Right? We didn't do any touristy things other than the one day at the Grand Canyon. Everything else, we went out on a whim. What are we going to do today? Uh, we went and got breakfast at local diners. Oh, yeah. Flagstaff, too, on Route 6. Oh, that yeah. was really that fun was cool. cool. We ate at this little diner that literally reminded me of Greece. <laughs> and it was just, it was super cute. Yeah, it, was, and it was cool. It was some good food. So we just did random things that just really felt like home, too. We went on a hike down the Grand Canyon. We made it, what, about three um, miles down? Uh, I don't even think that far. It was like a mile and a half. To From the shed? Are you talking about Oh, no, that, that was probably total, total. It was probably a mile and a half we went down. Right. My dumbass is wearing pants. <laughs> go a mile and a half down we get stopped by some people and they're like you guys plan to go any farther and they were like you should do that test where you like walk back up for like 10 minutes because you got to come back up this yeah they, had, they sure actually okay. had a walk test yeah to make sure that you know depending on your your state of condition so they were like you have to walk all the way back up there and then decide if you want to come back down Depending yeah. on how you feel when you get to the top. Yeah, and I'm wearing well, pants. We have yeah. no snacks. No, no water. No water. No, no, no nothing. We just willy-nilly started walking. So they were like, yeah, you guys should turn around and go on back yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't, you know. Because they got to send helicopters time. down there to get people and stuff, man. Right. Couldn't imagine well, I mean, that, Bill. You can't really pass out on the fucking side of the mountain. Right. And some of those walkways are so cool and so tight, and it's like there's death. and you're <laughs> Yeah. And they're... The crazy seeing the donkeys. Yeah. People on donkeys going through right. the trail. And that squirrel down. by that little oh, yeah. outhouse. That was so cute. That was funny. And that snake. Yeah. Remember that snake in the sidewalk? Yeah. I was like, ah! Everybody was <laughs> just like took snake. off running. It's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it looked like a poisonous ass snake. I couldn't tell you what it was. No, nah, it wasn't a rattlesnake. But, that, uh, yeah. So I'm glad we decided that that was kind of a vacation for both of us. That yeah, that's why I said that's funny. That's... that's that was my favorite trip. Granted, uh, a lot of my trips are yeah. definitely, you know, in the top five, top three, stuff like that. I love, right. we do so much. The top so many ten we've been on ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was Florida a couple times. There was one oh, was yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm Panama saying. Panama City Beach. Yeah, Panama City Beach. When I was scrolling through your pictures, I was like, I found some from Panama. I was like, oh, 
snap. Yeah. Like, those trips were amazing and so awesome too. But like you said, Arizona was kind of our first one and resonated, and it was just us two mm-hmm. and the camping and yeah. all that. So I think that's what it was. It was just you and I. Yeah, because we, we we take a, we're very social people. So right. We take well, the Niagara trip. Falls one too. We just took. Yeah. You know, I feel like we wouldn't travel if it if I didn't like push us to do it. I'm like, babe, come on. It's what do you it's mean? fine. It's kind of, let's go, let's go, let's go. I know, I just told you you were spontaneous. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you, like, if I didn't say we should do this and give you, like, reasoning, you'd be like, nah, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, because I'm reasonable. <laughs> I'm reasonable. <laughs> I'm just kidding, yes. babe. No, no, I'm you two. No, no, no. No, no. We're almost towards the end. Wait for the fights. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Arizona's a fun place. For I've, sure. I've never been there. I I do have I mean, I have a cousin, second cousin, third cousin, somewhere out there. Yeah. I have no idea where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Jess and David are my second cousin. No. No, first cousin. My first cousin. Yeah, if you're on the all kids. honesty, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my second favorite trip is the one that we all took to Panama City Beach. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah. Because also, going deep again real quick, one thing that I do love about you and I's relationship is we were kind of lost, right? You know, like a lot of people are and, you know, found each other, helped each other, repaired each other kind of in a way. But besides that, I think it's so important to be around people that support you, love you, you know, go through the whole process with you. And we literally created that. You know, like, you've known Chelsea your whole life, kind of. But like you said, you've really... Well, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't... Me and Ryan, he didn't come to Newbury till... Right, and you and Ryan didn't even hang out. But it was like us being together and then... Not saying we created it all, but just being all a part of it. Like, we literally already started to create our own family with Joe and with mm-hmm. Ryan. And, like, yeah. honestly, I see me and Joe being in rocking chairs, you know, me and Ryan being in rocking <laughs> chairs together. Like, that's just the way it goes right. now. And we, like, all created that. And I think that's also very important. Like, you need to be around people that support you, love you. You know what I'm saying? And if you haven't found that, keep searching because it's out there. Right. I mean, the Panama City trip, I learned in that relationship that yeah, there wasn't yeah. a future. But I learned yeah. in that vacation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was I a fun remember. time. I had a blast, but I just, yeah. I mean. The librarian. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we're with that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But, uh, you know, yeah, we just, I mean, the fam jams, I mean. Right. It's family. It's, it's fun. It's time. Literally... first one in Putin Bay. Yeah. Like, legitimate, like, travel fam jam uh, with all of us. Weekend right? to Airbnb. In Putin Bay. Yeah. In Hammered. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the sickness kind of put us off for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah. You had a wedding last year. And yep. we have, I have a wedding this year. So. Right. Uh, we'll we'll get back to our some big fam jams coming in the near <laughs> yeah, future, dude. Yeah. It's gonna get wild. Yeah, we got some bachelor bachelorette parties coming up. Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! So we got some we got some things to do. But uh, <laughs> what does the future bring for Mister and Mrs. Beasley? I know you said something about a house and you wanted to two kids, but I mean, 
I mean, what do you see yourself retiring and sitting on the porch drinking tea or something? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to retire. I'm a therapist. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure therapists ever do. And if they do, fine, good for them. But I, I do what I do for a reason, and I, I love helping people. And I don't know if I could ever stop doing that in the way that I know best. But what I do plan is I want to get an RV and I want to travel. Yes. That's one thing. Oh yeah, for we're sure. for sure doing. I want to go to like okay, <laughs> if we're young, I, I don't I don't really know the cutoff age for going to like different music festivals, but I definitely want to check out more in the. Dude, country. there is no cutoff age. You should see what I've seen in some of those. That would be awesome. Well, for in, sure. <laughs> when those when those years come, we all have our families. We can just. We all pile into yeah, some RVs and we just somewhere. road trip oh, as families. Can you imagine us camping with all the family? We each have our own, just have oh, a block set up. Jam. And a, dude, that would be so awesome. I can't wait Epic for those Epic fam jam. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Life goals. Yeah. I think it'll, I think we'll be there one day. <laughs> Oh, All yeah. our kids are. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, Uncle Joe said. <laughs> well, well, Uncle Joe. I, I got something to tell Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so hilarious. I can't wait for that. What time's the tea time tomorrow morning? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. For uh, sure. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's the, I don't know, that's our future. Yeah, that's I, I would future, say that's definitely, that that's definitely in it, but. Once again, I think it's awesome, like, how you kind of gave that answer, because I would say that, but I think that question is extremely hard to answer, because I think we both know that we're going to go wherever life takes us, and we're going to go through it together, and with the people that we love and know around us, and we're happy with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. Traveling and going through it with the people we love the most. That's where it's at, bro. Hell yeah. That's our future. Any last words? (laughs) I mean, have you ever done, have you ever just, I'm sure you've talked to your, about Corey to Cheyenne and your sister and stuff and got real deep, but I mean. Oh. Cheyenne's always just said I'm handsome. <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> and I know you're close to her husband, Andy, so I mean, yeah. you have a, but I mean, have you ever delved into your relationship like this? Um. In a semi-public setting, though? I guess it, Corey and I often go into this of, kind of conversation with each other. Eh. Why we're good for each other. And I think it's a good reminder. It hum, can humble us and make us... I, I wouldn't grateful. say, like, we actively do that. Because when you, when you think about it for a second, this is weird you ask this because you're doing this interview right now. <laughs> but I feel we get in those conversations, you're right, a lot because people ask us. Like, so many well, yeah, people that's have asked. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. People, like, come up to us and ask us, and we just tell them. Well, like, that, and also, like, you and I will deal with a situation or something very similarly, and we'll come back later and appreciate each other's response to something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, well, that's really part of that communication, it. right? Right, So, yeah, so that is another thing. That's the important part of the communication. If something made you happy and excited... Still talk about Dude, it. tell that Don't person. just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Tell that other person. Be yeah. like, hey, when you did this yesterday, that was really cool. That made me feel awesome. Right. Like, I, it was really cool that this happened. Like, I just, I don't know. Once again, all that stuff's important. But, yeah. Yeah. What was the original question? It was just the future. Or, like, do you have any last words, comments, oh, last or anything? Words. Yeah. Yeah. Last comments or advice or so on and so forth. I would say to just end it, you know, make sure 
you love your partner unconditionally. That doesn't mean let them treat you like shit. That means show that let them show you their flaws and figure out how to work with that the best way that you can without hurting yourself and other people. And if you're out there searching for somebody, stop searching. You'll find them. Yeah. No, you know, Corey and I did meet each other online and that's that's fine. But it was literally kind of by accident. <laughs> I and and sometimes that's what it takes. So, you know, I think part of it, too, kind of going back to a question along the lines of all of this was, you know, ultimately we have to love ourselves first before so, so true. we give <laughs> love to other people. And you and I, I think that's why we struggled so hard Yeah, is because we didn't love each ourselves first. Yeah. And that's what's so important in it. But you're right. But it bled out. It you know, did. it's really important that you told me that night. Yeah. You're not coming. And it's really important that I called you back and said, oh, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm right. coming. <laughs> so, perseverance and persistence. That, that's what I'm saying. So if you know times. that feeling, go with those gut feelings and stuff. But it's yeah. very important before you do that, that you have sense of self-esteem, self-worth. Yeah. Stop searching. Yourself. Quit trying so hard. And get yourself together. And yeah. you'll come upon it. Yeah. Love yourself first. Also, one thing I do do that I'm... A little surprise I haven't heard, but I you'll agree is never go to bed angry. Yeah. So so true. Never sure. if you're angry, don't go sleep on the couch and or whatever. Never go to bed angry. For you can't sure. go to bed angry. Yeah. So if you go to bed angry, yeah. then it's gonna drag into the Chelsea next morning, then it's <laughs> Yeah, going to bed angry. Like the other day, Corey and I were chatting on the phone and he always says, I love you before he hangs up the phone. And this time you didn't. And I was like, um... So I called that motherfucker right back. And I said... I said... I didn't even tell you. But in my mind, I got off the phone. And I think that was the first time I didn't say it. And I caught myself as I was hanging up that I didn't say it. And I said, it's all right. She's going to call back. <laughs> and I and sure called, fucking did. And you I called said, back within like 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. I said... I oh, know you didn't beautiful. fucking just hang up. Yeah, because I think I, I was you. just like rushed. <laughs> I think I was just like rushed or something or like that in my mind. Lately, I've been kind of in a brain fog. I think COVID messed me up a little bit. <laughs> Potentially, I've been in that fog for like the last two years. So. <laughs> yeah. So I got. I have a note that Corey wrote to me on our wedding day, and I oh, the actual note. Oh. The actual note. So, Stacy, our wedding planner, had Corey write me a note. And I didn't know about it. And she had me write him a note, and he didn't know about it. And she gave it to us essentially maybe a half an hour before we walked down the aisle. It got us, like, right in our deals. And I kept this in my Yeah, that was a brutal thing to do. Yeah. Like, girl, I just paid, like, $300 for my makeup and hair. (laughs) Can you not? (laughs) Make me cry right now. Yeah. But, no, that's okay. Stacy was great. Um, And (laughs) I'm just teasing. But I figured if, if you guys are cool with this, I'll yeah. read this. Okay. You might cry again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Baby, you are the most gorgeous woman I have ever met. I am so in love with you, and I want you to know this day will be perfect. Don't stress this at all. Don't be nervous. Enjoy this beautiful day. You deserve it, baby. If you can just look in the mirror right now, smile, baby. You missed a word there. Yeah. See those precious <laughs> dimples? Those are what you are. Just pure natural beauty. 
I've never seen a person light up a room so well. Your natural glow is literally breathtaking. You have no idea. You are everything perfect in this world, baby. You are my heart and soul. I'm beyond inside myself and taken aback that I actually get to be your husband. I'm literally the happiest man on earth. And I love how you put a little arrow <laughs> with C back. <laughs> like, like a sixth grader. I do. <laughs> I can't wait to see you walk down that aisle. Just know I will always be there for you, no matter what, baby, forever and always. I love you. And that's unconditional. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, dude. Thanks yeah. for opening Thanks up for and asking sharing. all these questions. Yeah. That was a good one. I want to... Enjoyed this. We, we know people, and I want to get some other people in here. I think your sister and Annie would be fun. Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they have a whole different story. And yeah. It's, totally. it's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. And so that would be interesting. But, yeah, no, this is... This is love stacks. <laughs> love stacks. <laughs> love stacks. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. Um, it would be greatly appreciated if you give us a follow on our socials, mainly Instagram. Yeah. Um, Instagram at Pancakes on Sunday Morning. Um, we're, that's pretty much our most our yeah. most posted. We post pictures about our golf trips and our adventures and fam jams. And uh, you get to see a couple pictures of behind who's in the episodes. So you'll see some, some old pictures of Corey and Chelsea together. And oh, yeah. Some new ones all <laughs> the way through the years. So... Give you a little idea of, you know, what what you heard. Yes, this it season. is the same man in all the photos. Told you, spot But I, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and yeah. we'll see you next time. Yeah, love you, fans. Thanks for listening. Later.